So I'm sure many of us have heard about the tragic shooting at San Bernardino, and you have probably heard about the controversy over the shooter's iPhone. The FBI asked tech giant Apple to allow them to view the data on the shooter's phone. This made headline news because it dealt with the issues of internet security and privacy, things that affect anyone who uses technology. Digital privacy is a controversial and complex problem. How should people be protected? And is the security in place strong enough to protect important information online? Many people work to answer these questions. Mathematician Wang Xiaoyang has made it her life's work to determine internet security using math. While you may not have heard of her, her contributions affect each and every one of us on a daily basis. So my name is Nia and I am a rising junior at Josephine Dobbs Clement Early College High School. And I'm Tyler, and I'm a rising junior at Woods Charter School. Hello, I'm Yanyan. I'm a rising junior at Creative Studies. And I am Michaela, and I'm a rising sophomore at Durham School of the Arts. And we are all participating in a camp here at UNC Chapel Hill called Girls Talk Math, where we learn about famous female mathematicians and where young women are empowered to pursue educations and careers in math. One aspect of our three-part project is to research a female mathematician. So you have probably never heard of the woman that was mentioned earlier, but Wang Xiaoyang is an unsung hero of internet security. But before we dive into what she has accomplished, let's look at her path to success. Wang was born far away from the campus of UNC Chapel Hill, on the other side of the planet actually. She was born and grew up in Zhongchen in the Shandong province of China. In 1966, she was born to a mother who was a farmer and a father who taught elementary school mathematics. Wang was interested in physics from a young age. In China, after completion of lower schooling, students must take three day long tests in order to gain admittance to a university. Students must specify what they would like to study. Wang took the test for physics. She performed poorly on the exam and became discouraged. A mentor of hers suggested she pursue mathematics instead. She attended Shaodong University where she studied electronic signatures. She began her master's paper on analytic number theory, but evolved to focus more on cryptography. She didn't do well on her test, but she didn't let that discourage her, and that's a really important part of why she is so inspirational. She had a failure in her life, but that actually led her to something better. Yeah, especially for females in math-dominated fields, ones such as computer science or mathematics especially, um, a lot of women get discouraged when they don't get that A in that class or they don't get the A on the test or their GPA is really bad. But I just think that she was really inspirational because even though she didn't do too well on the physics test, like she didn't let it stop her and she still pursued a career in mathematics, which I can't say that all women do. And I think that that's something that we should all take note of because just because you don't do so well in one class, you don't get that A on that test, it doesn't mean that you're not great in math. It just means that you may need to work a little harder or even you may have to find something that still interests you and that you're really great at, but still in the same field. Like none of us should give up just because we think we can't do it. All of us can do everything, anything we want to do. Yeah, she demonstrates perfectly how math is a really broad field and if something doesn't work out exactly how you want or you're not as good at something as you'd like to be you know there's always other avenues to pursue we were talking about cryptography by the way which is described as the art of writing and solving codes for example the rsa code which is a public key and a private key meaning that anyone can use the public key to encrypt messages but only the few 
with their private key are able to decrypt it. So let's say that I want to send a message to Tyler and I encrypt the message and even if someone like Michaela intercepts the message, she just can't decrypt it. Um, only Tyler is the only one who can decrypt it, even if she has the message. She doesn't know what it says. Yeah, I have the key to unlock the message. These days, cryptography also includes online encryptions and security, where codes like MD5 and SHA-1 come in. So these codes are hash functions, which are like fingerprints for each file that can authenticate the file and verify that it hasn't been tampered with. These codes are Wang Xiaoyun's specialty. Wang was the one to break both the MD5 and the SHA-1 algorithms. By breaking, we mean she was able to find a fault in the codes and change the file without the system knowing. In CAMP, we study RSA encryption, which is used to securely transmit information between two parties. Wong worked with a different type of encryption used to verify file integrity. She worked specifically with the, what is called hashing algorithms. So these algorithms are unique identifiers for files created by performing certain mathematical operations to an identifying number from the file. The result is what's called a checksum. It is nearly impossible to reverse this process and tamper with the original file number. One widely used hashing algorithm is called MD5, and it was used for many years to protect online files until around 2004 when Wong proved that she could break the algorithm. The ability to break the algorithm means something called hashing collisions can occur. This means two files can have the same checksum, and someone could maliciously substitute one file for another, without the recipient knowing. Once the weakness of the MD5 algorithm was highlighted by Wong, there was a switch to a different algorithm called SHA-1. Many experts have been calling for a switch to SHA-1 because it was long thought to be superior to MD5. However, just six months after cracking MD5, Wong and her team cracked SHA-1 as well. Codes like MD5 and SHA-1 are used by tech giants like Apple, Microsoft, and all of those to encrypt their files that could contain important information, like a new software that they may be coming out with. Um, and the fact that Wong was able to decode these encryptions is just really amazing because you think of tech giants like Apple and Microsoft and you're like, oh, no way I could hack into those, no way. And then she does something like this and you're just like, wow, like she must really be smart, she must really be awesome. Yeah, originally they thought the algorithms were super secure because the prediction was that it would take millions and millions of years on supercomputers to run all of the operations needed to reverse the algorithm process. But Wong and her team were able to do it in a couple of hours on personal computers. So she really, you know, showed them that their um, estimation of the security of the system was just wrong. And not only did she show them that the codes weren't as secure as they thought, but it's really helping them because this gives them a chance to come up with new codes that are more secure than their old ones. She's what's called um, an ethical hacker. So she is looking for the weaknesses in these systems so that people can make them better. So she has all this power, but she's using it to point out how these companies can make their files more secure for themselves and for the general public. So along with her colleague Hong Bo Yu, uh, they wrote a How to Break MD5 and Other Hash Functions paper, which earned the Research Funds Award 
in 2008, this award was not only significant for Wong and her team, but for China because it showed global awareness and recognition of what China has been able to accomplish. Wang Xiaoyun has gotten many awards in her career, one of them being the China Young Women Scientist Award, which is there to encourage women scientists to continue what they are doing. Along with the award, there's 100,000 yuan, about $15,170, for them to use in their research. These awards are so important because, you know, obviously, to receive an award is a great honor, and it came with money for um, Xiaoyong, and so she could continue her research. But for the people who, you know, are younger and who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their career path, it's, it's very important for us to have women who are receiving awards and who are getting recognition because it's very difficult to see yourself doing something when no one else has done it before. You know, throughout history, people have done it, but it's very, it's a lot easier when there's someone else who's in front of you who's, you know, shown that these things can be done. And in the computer science and coding field, uh, Wang Xiaoyang has done that for millions and millions of girls across the world. You know, she's, she's shown that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what gender you are, you can do whatever you want and you can be the best that you want to be. So she proved herself not only in her role as a, as a mathematician, but she's also a mother to a daughter, and she uh, grows flowers on her balcony in her home. So she really has everything that a young girl might aspire. You know, she has a career that she's happy with, she's successful, she has a family. And that might not be what everyone wants, but it's certainly something that everyone can look to and sort of appreciate what she's done and how she's balanced her life. And definitely in a world where maybe just one, two generations ago, women were seen as property to their husbands and they had to do what their husbands say and they really had no say in what they wanted to do. I just think that it's really inspirational and that it really gives young girls someone to look up to because it's she's just a role model for every young girl out there. Yeah, and you know, young girls and young boys because what she did it crosses gender, you know, she was the best, she was doing the best work regardless of her gender and so that in and of itself is an inspiration and someday we hope that you can study in school men and women and just look at who's doing the best work and it will be a mixture of the genders and you know, we won't have to have this conversation quite the same way. And so we are the only ones who have found it so interesting. The Association for Women in Mathematics has an essay competition and a student, Yana Gong, wrote an essay about her impact on the digital world and about her life. We really enjoyed learning about her because we wouldn't learn about her normally. And we are so glad that you were able to join us today for this talk. We hope that you learned something and that maybe you could spread the word about this amazing woman. And one last thing, I just want to make a little plug for our camp. It was just a really great experience to be here because not only are we learning about math, but we're also learning about things that we wouldn't have learned in our traditional high schools. For example, uh, female mathematicians like Wong Xiaoyang, and we're learning about the history of math and how math came to be. So I'm just really grateful for the experience that I had here, and I want to give a lot of thanks to the people who came and um, accepted me into this camp and are running this camp. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. are smart. Every equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together. Buy a rocket, build a house, and control the weather with math. 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 Yes.
goofier like Matt, who's not a man. You could be a female mathematician. Oh, Matt. 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 Yeah.